When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Montan Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for immediate delivery on class-leading Kia vehicles. Tire power. Save during the big holiday sale on now. Breakfast with Kane Corns and Andrew Hayes. Powered by Lumo Energy SA. The text line is open this morning, 0427 154 166. And of course, can call us all the way up until 8.30, 1300 736 736. Reminder as well, chats with mates. Thanks to Mate Internet Mobile, 5G mobile plans in every territory or state. Huawei, to make the switch to Mate. Time now to talk about some cricket. Um, Coons, I was about to say the captain of the SEN cricket commentary team, um, is Jared Waitley, but in saying that, he's actually the skipper of SEN entirely, and maybe he's the skipper of um, sports media in this country. Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that fair? I think that's I think that's a fair assessment yeah. of where Jared is at. <laughs> we get to speak to him right now. Good morning to you, Jared. Hazy Coons, good morning. Yeah, flattery will get you everywhere on a, on a <laughs> yeah. Thursday morning. Uh, mate, just being honest, that's exactly what it is. Um, let's talk some cricket, and, and first of all, how good for Pakistan? That was epic. It was a sensational night for Pakistan cricket. It was a real privilege to be here in Sydney for it. So the, the course of this team, uh, their chaotic history of cricket around Pakistan, it sort of all meshed into this campaign. Lost their first two games, really, were out of the tournament. They get the greatest assists you've ever seen when the Netherlands beat South Africa, and here they are in a semi-final. And they outplay New Zealand from start to finish. Kane Williamson won the toss, chose to bat uh, so much of this was going to revolve around the seamers of Pakistan. And Afridi got hit for four from his first ball, got an LBW, which was overturned on his second ball, got an LBW, which held for its third ball. I swear it all went 20 minutes to bowl three balls. And uh, New Zealand were always up against it from that moment on. 152 gave them something to bowl at. And Babarazam got dropped from the first ball that he faced, a, a catch that the keeper, Conway, should have taken. And that just freed him up. He'd barely made a run all tournament. He made a half century, Mohammad Rizwan. Really, he flew the gates. He was the man who set the tone. And Pakistan had it well under control. And notwithstanding a little bit of mad stuff towards the end and uh, almost inventing a little bit of pressure, they won it off the first ball of the last over. And uh, what, there was 36,000, 36,500 there, 85% of them were Pakistan people. Uh, fans. And walking back to the hotel afterwards, it, it was like a scene out of Karachi. There were Cars with flags hanging out of windows. They were beeping around every street. So pedestrian traffic, it was, it was fantastic to see. What was your assessment overall of New Zealand's fielding? I mean, that, when you're restricted to, to 152, everything needs to go right in the field. You mentioned the drop catch from the keeper straight up. It looked like he was playing his, his first game that he'd ever put the gloves on, Jared, What was your assessment of the, the New Zealanders in the field it was poor, and it was their, their worst performance of the tournament, which is such a pity when that comes in a semi-final. It was, and they, they are usually a, a really tidy and sharp fielding side, but 
Conway's weight was going the wrong way when he should have been propelling himself for the catch. So that's a moment for keepers to dissect, but th- that was very catchable and, and really should have been taken. They dropped Harris twice. Santner and Sodi both dropped him, and, and they were fairly straightforward chances. There, there was untidy fielding. There, there, there were misfields. They conceded Barbary's 50 on a, on a misfield. Just when it was potentially getting tight, although that might have been artificial at the end, Conway failed the glove of ball, which went for three buys. I think they'd be really disappointed because they've been so good in tournament play and so good in semi-finals previously. It's been the finals that they haven't been able to ultimately succeed in. But, yeah, they didn't play the game that, that they would have dreamt of last night. And I think they'd be really disappointed as they leave. So, Joe, we'll wait and see what happens. And uh, I think we're all hoping that uh, India does get through over England so we can just uh, relive what will be an absolutely epic sellout. But... Is it guaranteed to be at the MCG? Because there's already some murmurs starting to say, look, the weather's going to be ordinary and should some other states be putting up their hand? I don't think there's any flexibility to be able to do that, Hazy. As some sports post-pandemic have discovered a whole new way of doing things, I don't feel like that will ever be cricket. They can't even move the lunch break on a day where there's rain. <laughs> so I don't imagine them moving a World Cup final. And the truth is that it's as good as sold out. So you're talking about... Um, 90 plus thousand people uh, in another state and if it is well you, there's a big travelling band of Pakistan fans and you you will be aware in the streets of Adelaide what it's like for India so if it is those groups I just think it's impractical the forecast is dire but Melbourne's forecast does change daily and often mm. within a day so there's 8 to 20 mils forecast for Sunday and then there's a reserve day of Monday. But curiously, I read something yesterday. The game's actually a 3 p.m. game on the Monday if it goes there. And I don't think the rain stops till after that in the forecast that we've been given. But no, it'll be at the MCG. It'll either be India-Pakistan and a reprise of probably the greatest T20 game ever played on these shores a couple of weeks ago. Or it'll be a throwback to my childhood as 1992 World Cup final, Pakistan and England at the MCG. That was where the, the ground was sort of fully opened in all of its might. Uh, I was in year 12 that year. We were, it, was a, it was a midweek game. I think it was a Wednesday game. We, I, I led a delegation to the principal's office to get us permission to go to the cricket. We bought <laughs> tickets. We, were gonna, uh, we thought we'd ask for forgiveness before permission, and then I scribbed it. We asked for permission, but we were given permission to go. No, you've got that one around the wrong way. You never go the other way with that one, Jared. Mm. Come on, you, you're better than that. So uh, put your money where your mouth is. Uh, then well, how does it play out tonight? Who gets through? Oh, it's such a great game tonight. Uh, England in prospect coming to the tournament with the best team. I don't feel like they've played like that, but there's no pairing like uh, Butler and Hales who can put a game away in a power play. India's strength has been Virat Kohli and a reprise of his glory years and Surya Karma Yadav, who, who is the best modern hitter in the evolution of T20. His year has been amazing and I think we've seen in the past couple of games how he's advancing the hitting in the game. But they are, it is so finely balanced. Um, but I am going to lean toward India. That, that There's been sort of a force around them right through. Maybe that's been there. They've played in the biggest environments with the with the crowds at their back. It feels a bit fated, though, that, that Pakistan and India would find their way back to this, uh, to this final. Maybe I'm hoping for it above all else. But, um, yeah, I'm, I think India in, in the tightest of goes. Joe Waitley joins us this morning on 1629 SENSA. Jared, can you put your finger on exactly what's happening with the public's perception of the Australian cricket team? It, it, are they 
Are they on the nose or are we not as aggressively into T20 cricket as the rest of these nations? The truth is, I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think there's truth for various sectors. So there is a, there's clearly a portion of the community that doesn't feel any level of affection for this team. Um, and that's, that has a legacy, I think, from, from sandpaper and then the aftermath. Some people will, will pin it down to Pat Cummins, but I, I, I can't quite find the logic in that, but I do acknowledge that some people feel it. Uh, T20, so we've always had a desire within our cricket system that the shorter forms don't corrupt test cricket. So there is a little element of hypocrisy going, well, why are we no good at T20? Well, it's because we've asked you to prioritise test cricket along the way. It was, a poor, it was such a lacklustre performance within the tournament by Australia, which was a shame because the only way to generate the momentum is to win and then fully feel the glow of the home tournament. I think it'll play out over the, over the whole summer. And uh, winning on home soil is, is sort of the, it's the non-negotiable in Australian cricket. It's a really interesting dynamic that separates them from most other teams. Is it's not acceptable to lose here in any form. So three one-days against England and then five test matches, which Australia shouldn't lose a test match. Two against the West Indies and three against South Africa. And maybe we'll have a better feel at the end of of a summer like that. I I thought there was a glow around this team after the Ashes last year and a huge sense of enjoyment with Pat Cummins as the bowling captain, which is a bit of a novelty we've never had. And then they were excellent in Pakistan and they they mixed their two tests in Sri Lanka, but they were, so that's the proper foreign terrain where Australian teams have so rarely succeeded. So I, I feel like the, the real pushback is, is heightened and not a true full community sense, notwithstanding that some people obviously feel that passionately. Did, did it feel, did it feel emotionless? I, I listened to Glenn Maxwell uh, and his post game interview. And when you isolate the words and he said, it means nothing, they had a field day and particularly in print and everyone started going, well, that's just not in the Australian spirit. But then when you expand his chat, they play so much cricket that they don't have time to sit there and dwell on results. They've got to move on to the next. They've only got a few days before they start play more international cricket. So I think what we know is that's very much the modern um, psyche of the sports person. And, and they are pro- I suspect they, they are counselled. And I think we've had an insight into that is don't be defined by your defeats. Don't wallow for too long. I do think there is a moment, though, um, and I don't know exactly what Glenn was feeling, but maybe this team didn't fully dial up the World Cup on home soil and what that represents. The opportunity within it, the legacy piece, and also the, the cost if you fail is maybe there wasn't enough work done to contemplate the history of it, uh, the success that the women had in 2020 and what that meant for cricket in this country. And maybe it was just treated as the next tournament because that's how the modern sports person is, is counselled and wired. So I think there was a, there was a lot in that it would have been better left not said, and it would have been better if there was at least a perception that the team was bitterly disappointed, which is true. Is there was there's a deep sense of disappointment um, at an opportunity mm-hmm. loss, but that hasn't that that was sort of lost in that moment. And you know, from from the outside, is if you want the public to absolutely go with the tournament on home soil, then the home team needs to be maniacal in their quest for it. But 
in T20 cricket, no team's ever won it on home soil. No team's ever defended it. So uh, Australia is in keeping with the litany of woe that, that has afflicted all teams in that, that scenario so far. Outstanding stuff, Jared. Appreciate your time so much this morning. Uh, we know how busy you are, and we're looking forward to, uh, as the cricket season heats up more and more, hearing more of you. And uh, best of luck with the rest of the coverage. I can't wait to fly into your city in a couple of hours' time. I'm so eager to see what the, the streets are like. It, it is my favourite cricket city in the world, and uh, I think it will be unique in the way it presents for tonight. Oh, absolutely. No, we love having you in South Australia, that's for sure. Um, Let's uh, chat with mates. Make the switch to mate internet and mobile. And what about this, Coons, as well? Coverage of the World Cup semi-final, anchored, of course, by Gerard Waitley. Tonight on SEN starts from 6 o'clock local time. SEN Afternoons T20 World Cup special with Adam Collins and Barat Sunderason uh, between 11.30 and 2.30, followed by Kim Run the Roots live from Adelaide Oval from 3 p.m. It is all happening, and you can guarantee tonight that Adelaide Oval will be buzzing anytime India, and as we've seen, Pakistan are involved. The streets just completely come come alive. It is a spectacle. Oh, it'll be an absolute treat if you were to get to the Adelaide Oval tonight. Do so, because it'll be a huge game. And I think I'm siding with India as well on this one. I think they get through and make it a bumper World Cup final. Hopefully weather holds out and there's 95,000 plus at the MCG. Mm, looking forward to it. All right, we are doing it this morning thanks to Lumo NGSA. And a big shout-out to Morn Team, the good folks down there. Morn Team forward, Mount Barker for the V6 Ranger, 750 on 1629 SCNSA. Good morning. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.